something ain't right. They may sound nuts, so do the Wright brothers. Now, here's Flieger and Briggs. Thank you, Mark LeMay. Welcome to It's Just Sports with Flieger and Briggs. And before we get started, as always, we want to take a moment to tell you about 12-ounce sports. Now that the action is officially back on, 12-ounce sports is your home for the best live talk shows covering all aspects of the sporting world in live game broadcasts. With Zingo TV adding 12-ounce sports to their long list of channels, you can now catch our show and all the others on Zingo TV channel 761. All you got to do is download Zingo TV and use the promo code 12OUNCE. That's 120Z when signing up. It's that simple. Be sure to check us out and the latest blogs and the latest podcasts as well on 12OutSportsRadio.com. And Mr. Flieger. That was a rather emphatic read. Well, I want value to, add. I want to impress upon them that it's easy. Just download the Zingo TV. You got everything. And don't forget our newest sponsor, Hank's Dry Cleaning. Little known fact, he is Odell Beckham's dry cleaner, so he's been very busy the, the past several weeks. So uh, check out Hank at 1-800-HanksCleaners.com. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. so check all that out. So, wow, kind of a rough beginning. We forgot the show was beginning, and then our crack producer, who didn't tell us the show was beginning, is over there banging papers together. By the way, hello, Mrs. Finkelstein, four beers. So we are uh, Yeah, I, I, there's not much defense, Miss, Mrs. Finkelstein, uh, this week. As you can hear him crackling and popping papers over there, I, I don't know. We had to prop him up in the chair. I don't know what he's going to yeah, do. It's going to be a long ride gonna, home, I yeah, know that. It's going to be studio. a tough one here. We'll have to feed them uh, Gatorade or something here before we leave. So I'm given to understand, Rick, we are 24 hours away from watching NFL football. So I believe this is going to be all NFL all the time today, unless you've got something else you want to talk about. Well, i got a few other things, but um, that is certainly the main subject on It's Just Sports. It's the NFL, and it starts tomorrow. And I'll tell you what, I can't wait. I'm curious. I know the answer for you with the NBA. With the NFL starting and the schedule, everything out of whack, do you still care about the NHL? Um, I found myself losing my fervor for this as it goes on, and I didn't think that would happen. No, I I really have lost the fervor. I'm I'm with you. It's, um, It's football season. I mean, the Stanley Cup should have been concluded in June. Right. That gets you primed for training camp and everything else that goes on getting ready for the NFL. And, you know, you kind of follow baseball, but it doesn't really do anything till fall anyway. Right. Kind of like now. And it's still second fiddle to the NFL. It's just simple as that. The NBA and the NHL, yeah, I'll look to see what's going on. I'm not going to sit down and watch a game if football's on. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I've just found myself not paying attention, even leading up to it, it, you know, prepping for this show. We've talked a lot about it. I've enjoyed the NHL product, but I think now's where they pay the price for, I guess, playing this league. Pay the price. It's not their fault. What are you doing? You are so damn distracting over there. Yanking on wire. What what are you doing? Because it's unplugged. I have to plug it in. Unplugged from what? 
Finish your point. I can't. You're over matter. there wobbling around and carrying on. Again, if we had a producer who could take care of this stuff before the show, what what oh, are you? He's look- drunk. Are I mean, you- give him a break. Are you looking to plug Sorry, it into Mrs. the board? Sorry, He's really not. Are you he's, looking to uh, plug it into the board, into the wall? What are you looking to plug it into? Just don't worry about it. Everything's taken care of. How is a producer supposed to take care of something that nobody knows what he's actually <laughs> doing? <laughs> He doesn't know what he's doing. Well, we know he doesn't know what he's doing, obviously. Tugging on every wire on the console, and I don't know for what purpose. It's just the show host trying to put everything together while he sits over there, swills beer, and wrinkles papers. I don't know what he's doing. For the listeners, uh, Mr. Briggs is trying to plug a USB into a rocker. (laughs) No, that is not true. Oh, there goes another swig. Boy, he's got to stay hydrated, apparently. Yeah, we are in trouble. So, football, right? I don't want to do a whole season preview here. We are going to pick every game. Let's start. I'm going to – let's start with Ron Rivera. How about Ron Rivera? It's Um, scary. Yeah. I hope he doesn't lose his voice. They say that's kind of the biggest concern with this procedure is it's right by his – the voice box or vocal cords, whichever it is. That's – and going to coach through it, he says. I hope he can. Yeah, he says he's come to grips with it, quoting Ron Rivera. I've come to grips with it, but more importantly, I've got a good a good A-team doctors, a good team of specialists, you know, and a good prognosis. So, I mean, he seems positive about it. He said he was kind of angry about it because he felt really good. He had no clue. Right. And it just really just hit him out of the blue. And good Lord, if anybody needs a break – after the summer he's had, it's Ron Rivera. I mean, he right. comes into Washington, somehow gets that whole name change thing dumped on him. Daniel Snyder somehow makes the head coach the face of that, and then all the sexual harassment, all the craziness going on right. at formerly known as Redskins Park. I mean, good God, he just yeah. takes the job of an awful team, which is already a Herculean task in this league, and then everything that's been dumped on him. Yeah. My God, to keep going. Arguably, I mean, between them and Jacksonville, the worst team in the league. He's got a lot of work to do. For those of you that don't know, he's uh, receiving treatment for squamous. Is that how you say it? Squamous cell carcinoma? And, uh, I mean, that, that can be some serious stuff. Yeah, I don't – it doesn't sound good, whatever it is. So, let's get into a little bit of NFL preview. I don't want to go division by division, team by team. That's all been done. So, there's kind of one question going through my mind as we go into the season, and it lies in the AFC. Is there anyone, Rick, we can envision in the AFC not named the Chiefs or the Ravens who can go to the Super Bowl out of the AFC? Oh, yeah. I think Pittsburgh Steelers easily. You think? If 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 Ben Roethlisberger stays healthy, um, I think there's no reason in the world to kid. That defense right now is something special. Yeah, and, and, and the and defense if, certainly. And if Roethlisberger stays healthy, that is such a massive upgrade from what they had last well, year. And bear, well, bear in mind they were eight and eight last year. I mean, I could easily you could easily say he's. Three to four games, at least, difference maker. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, Minimum. Under right? normal circumstances. Absolutely. Exactly. So, I mean, I think that team is certainly tooled to go to the Super Bowl. Um, other than that, it's very tough. I mean, I know there's a lot of noise being made about Buffalo and that defense that they have and so forth. And if Josh Allen can make these strides, we'll see. We're saying if Ben's elbow is okay by all – um, indications are it's 
better than it was. We already know what he can do. We still don't really know what Josh Allen can do right. if he makes that step forward. Buffalo, I'm on the edge with them. But, yeah, I mean, I think Pittsburgh can. Tennessee, I think they take a bit of a step back. I don't think, especially with Vaughn Miller out, I mean, there's nobody from the West that's, that's a serious contender. Um, Indianapolis with Phil Rivers, yeah, yeah, I don't I've think they. I I've don't think they that. have the horses. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that play before. Exactly. So I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I think you're down to the Chiefs, Ravens, Steelers. Quite frankly, out in the Titans. See, I don't. That's going to be. We're we're going to spend a lot of time talking about in focus as fans, not not on this show, focusing on, you know, kind of the most interesting quarterback story being. Uh, Tom Brady down in Tampa Bay and Cam Newton in New England. But I think Ryan Tannehill might be the most intriguing for me for as bad as he was up until that point. And then magically out of nowhere in the middle of a year, what he accomplished and how great he was, can he back that up? That, that Boy, it just had all the feeling of lightning in a bottle for me. And you, you saw the difference it made. Look, they, they play the right brand of defense. They're good. Yep. Derrick Henry will get going sometime after Thanksgiving. You know, little nod to all you fantasy owners. Don't bail out too early. This is what he does. You, you've got A.J. Brown. Now you've got some re- re- weapons at the receiver position. I just, boy, I'm going to have to see it a few more times. I, I know that sounds dumb, as good as he was last year. I'm going to have to see Ryan Tannehill do it a form- few more times before I believe it. And, and that's the problem with knowing what you've seen with Ryan Tannehill before as opposed to that one year, right. almost like a Nick Foles type of deal. You know, we saw Nick Foles throw 27 touchdowns as opposed to whatever it was, three or four picks that one year. Right. And you either jump on that bandwagon or you go, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. But – it, Tannehill's the same way, and and that's where that's where I'm at with him. You know, right. I think they win that division more, more than likely, almost on defense in the running game. Houston, they're all going to finish nine and seven or eight and eight. That's what they do down there. Except Indianapolis will be competitive, right? You know, I think it's the Ravens, Chiefs. I'd probably lean towards the Ravens just because it's so hard to repeat in this league. I honestly don't know how the Chiefs lose as they're constructed. They can still play defense. The Steelers, I think, are the obvious number three. My problem, I just I have concerns there. Ben Roethlisberger, before the injury, going back to the year prior, hadn't been good for a while. Now you're coming off this. Now he's you know he's lost weight. He's rejuvenated. He's you know, for the first offseason, a long time, he didn't spend three quarters of it threatening to retire, which was his favorite game for a while. Three new offensive linemen. I don't trust the running game. I love James Conner. I'm, I'm a pick guy. I love James Conner in the story. We know he's not going to stay healthy. You know, McFarland, we hear some buzz. Jalen Samuels is still around. I got They got nine other Benny guys Snell. named Steve afterwards. You know, I'm not buying the Benny Snell thing. I don't know that the defense is great. The, the defense is a championship caliber defense. I don't know if this offense is going to be as dynamic as everybody thinks it's going to be. I it could be. Well, bear in mind he led the league in passing two years ago. Right, and then I it's mean, been he, kind he of downhill cert- from there. Well, well, last year he only played a game and a half. Right. So right. I mean, you but know, if you look now back to the last eight games of twenty, what would that have been? Eighteen. It wasn't very good. So. Quick question for you on the Steelers and specifically Ben. Oh, he's taking a breath from swilling. <laughs> Go ahead. So, do you think that Ben Roethlisberger can add seven points per game compared to last year? 
You mean offensively? Mm-hmm. Well, not defensively. I don't think he's going to Well, I, I, I know what you're talking about. I'm, you know, it's a lot of time there, there's always fantasy in there. But no, well, seven yes, because they never got to 20, so certainly. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I have no doubt of that. So I, last year the Steelers lost six games by seven points or less. Right. They lost to Cleveland by 14 and the Ravens by 18. The rest were under se- seven points or under. Right. So if Ben adds seven points, there's six wins. You're right. I, I agree. I mean, it, it's minimum four more wins. I mean, you're already at 12 and four. And yeah, so then it becomes, though, about beating Kansas City or Baltimore in the playoffs. Maybe both. Yeah, probably not both. Probably not both, but it's very possible. But I think they're very capable. They've had success against Kansas City. Yeah, they're not scared of either team. And with that defense, it'll be interesting. Lamar Jackson's going to be an interesting case. So, But I think we can all agree, by and large, those two are top, and then we can put Pittsburgh in there if they if we want. The one I can't figure out is, is the NFC. Who is the best team in the NFC? There is nobody clear-cut. That, that, that's going to be fun to watch. There's no clear-cut ones. There's a lot of good teams. <coughs> Pardon me. Right New now. Orleans, San Francisco. Um, Even Green, Green Bay is ranked up there. Green Bay is up there. There's still people on the Dallas bandwagon. Right. Um, even even some people predicting Seattle and Minnesota as being a threat still. I'm dubious on Minnesota, Seattle, uh, iffy. I think they're okay offensively, but their defense needs to pick it up a little bit from last year. But you never know. I think they're in the best division of football, the NFC West. Um, I, I'm not sure that the Rams or the Cardinals, either one, are a threat to, like, the title. Right. They certainly could be a threat to a division title to somebody. Yeah, that, that division's going to yeah. be going to be wild when you look out there. There isn't an easy out unless the Rams are as bad this year as they were last. And that always felt anomalous to me, even as it was going on. There's too right. much talent on that team. I agree. But you, you look at that. I'm even trying to make a prediction. The Saints seems like the easy one, right? But right. You know, Tampa Bay's gotten much better. Atlanta. Atlanta's due to win 10 games because they were awful last year. That's just what Atlanta does. That's a tough division. Philadelphia's still in the right. mix, obviously. If Carson Wentz can play more sure. than seven games, that would be great. I do buy into Dallas a little bit. You know, the, what that Dak Prescott taking that, that next step. A lot of talent, both sides of the ball, save for Philadelphia, kind of had the easiest run through the regular season. That could help you get on a roll in the playoffs. Th- this one's tough to predict. It you, really is. You could throw Minnesota around. As long as Kirk Cousins is their quarterback, they're going to score a lot of points, win a lot of football games, and they're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. That's just how that works. And until it doesn't happen, I'm going to believe it happens. Right. But – but, you know, you bring up Minnesota, you could throw in Chicago and Detroit. I think they're both good enough oh, absolutely. to make some noise in, if nothing else, playoff seeding. You know, because I think they are that good if Matt Stafford stays healthy. So, I, mean, I don't know. It, it's tough. So, give me it. Who's your Super Bowl? Let's predict them right here. <coughs> Pittsburgh, New Orleans. Oh, I feel like you pick that every year. Maybe. I feel like I've heard this before. Sooner or later, I'll be right. <laughs> Just keep saying it. Yeah. You may not live that long, though. It's okay. With the corona. 
All right, can you sober up long enough to make a prediction? I was going to go Steelers as well. Man. But since it's already on the board, I'm going to go with my Titans. Your Titans? I, I didn't know they were your Titans. I, I'm claiming them this year. That's All that's right. my bold prediction. Uh, NFC, you know what? I'm going to go with the long shot. I think the Rams. Well, that sounds like the most dull Super Bowl in the history of man. Or a very potent one. Oh, look at it's Roy reversal. Yeah, what what is happening? <laughs> so I got the producer talking. I've got the B talent yanking on wires and delivering beer. What in the hell is going on around here? No, you're the B talent. I'm the talent pile. Is what you I are am. A moron. Well, <laughs> things aren't mutually exclusive. Did you hear that? Uh, Kenny... Hold on, I didn't make my prediction yet. <laughs> well, I brought it up, know, and you then start, I start. All you do is start wanking on people, and I mean, I just wanted to change the subject and get back to sports. Fine, you don't get to know. That's I... all right. Go ahead. No, can, can right. you like text? I'll it sit to here me, and wait. I'd like to know. I'm going to text it to Finkelstein. I'll sit here and wait. No, I won't do it now. I feel disrespected. Well, you are by I mean, the B talent weekly. So what's the big deal? The B talent talking junk. And it's going to be the Ravens versus the Cowboys. Really? Oh. You really think? I See, do. I'm actually looking for a regression in Baltimore. I'm I'm not convinced that Mark Ingram's now hit thirty. Um, you know, I, I I think they just had a magical run last year. You know how a lot of these dynamic quarterbacks sometimes, you know, defenses start to catch up to them a little bit with all the moving and everything. I I Baltimore is. I think they're a very good team, but, I mean, I don't know. I mean, their offense, to me, is going to have to be more explosive than it was last year. I'm not – the defense is better. I believe they're young, but but I believe they're yeah. going to be better if, if all the experts and the scouts are to be believed. Look, even if Lamar Jackson regresses, he's still one of the two or three best quarterbacks in True. the league, even with an average regression – you bring in Dobbins. You've got some young ability on the backs. If you to believe everything you've read, Marquise Brown has taken that next step forward. They have wet weapons. I just think Lamar Jackson is that dynamic of a guy. Now, truth be told, if you had a gun under my chin and I had to pick a Super Bowl champion, the obvious specific. no, we're not putting a gun under my chin. <laughs> Damn. All right. I still think it's the Chiefs. I just believe in it is so hard to do this if you're not the New England Patriots to go or to win back-to-back. That is something that we really haven't discussed is the New England Patriots. Right. <clears throat> They're always in the discussion. We really haven't mentioned them at all. It's kind of nice. It's liberating. It, it is. I mean, if you look at – look, you and I never have been – and we've been – you can't say haters, but we've been more of Cam Newton realists over the years. Right. Um, you know, people just love the whole image of Superman and how wonderful this cat is. Last couple of years, he has not been nearly as mobile as before, which is what makes Cam Newton Cam Newton. Right. From 2011 to 2019, leading receiver for this Carolina Panthers team was Greg Olson. Yeah. And he's never been a not, you know, knock the top off the field and go deep downfield. He just doesn't do that. He's not that accurate. And they don't have Gronk anymore. It This team 
to me, is not tooled at all for a championship. I would have actually, while Cam Newton is clearly the best quarterback on that roster, I would have been more willing to believe, not that they were a championship caliber team, because I don't think they were without Tom Brady and everything they've lost. However, with another quarterback, Stidham, whoever, Hoyer, whoever on that roster you wanted to put in, I'd have felt like they'd have been better where Bill Belichick could manage it. What I don't see is Cam Newton thriving in a system that is that restrictive, I guess, right? You know, I know Tom Brady was calling the plays, but it was very within a game plan, you know, very quick hit, very whatever you want to say that New England – that real precise offense that New England runs. Cam Newton, it's why, you know, a Ben Roethlisberger, I think those are always kind of the straight line comparison, Roethlisberger to Cam Newton. Even in his prime, I don't see Ben Roethlisberger thriving in that Belichick system. Now, that's not to say Belichick might not have have a different system if he had a Ben Roethlisberger, but now you have Cam Newton at, I don't know, hopefully 75% of his powers kind of being put into a, this restrictive system. I don't think it's going to work. And I don't think it's a reflection on Cam Newton. I just, that never felt like a good fit to me, like a good mix. It's, it's not who he is. You know, the, the precision, the, the three-step drop on the back foot and that ball's right out in front of Edelman. That's not really who Cam Newton is. He made things happen with his legs. He made things happen, you know, getting it to the tight end, bailing it out to the running back, and doing it on his own. All of those are things New England does, but Cam Newton never did it with the precision and within the system like Bill Belichick, I presume, is going to do. I don't just see him opening up the book and saying, Cam, go out and win this one for us and drawing right. plays in the dirt. I don't see it happening like he did and why he was so successful in Carolina. Again, similar to Ben Roethlisberger, I don't think that would have ever worked either. You needed a Tom Brady, a taskmaster, uh, you know, that kind of guy. I don't, I don't see it working with Cam Newton. I know. Um, he's certainly saying all the right things right oh, now. I know, I know he was on, on the Greg Hill show um, recently and said he didn't know what to expect when he joined New England. You know, quoting um, Cam Newton, it says the same questions that a lot of people in talk shows, gossip talk and barbershop talk and chitter chatter text messages. Boy, he includes a lot of different types of talk. Chitter chatter? Chitter chatter text messages wanted to know. I wanted to know as well, he said. It is real, what they say about Belichick. Is it going to be too... I didn't know. I think, honestly, it's been a match made in heaven for me. Just knowing that I'm in a place where everything is pulling in the same direction and everything is geared towards winning. And he continued on saying that coming from a person that has won at all levels, except Super Bowls, I feel as if I do the things the right way, trusting a lot of the same people that got me at to this point and trusting coaching. Which, you know... I think you, you added know. that other than Super Bowls editorially, yeah, okay. didn't you? <laughs> I, I did do that. That wasn't part of the Okay, quote. I'm just making sure. We're going to be but, up front with our actually, audience. But actually, you know, they asked him um, that... He said the meeting with Belichick face to face removed any type of doubt. He said, "Being he says we're going to be honest." Quoting, "We're going to be honest. It's because I'm a black athlete, a quarterback for the for a long time. I've been unapologetic, carried myself in a way that the media hasn't gave me my due. But yet at the same time, I do understand that, and I don't have no type of resentment towards that." 
I embrace who I am. I embrace the moment. I live in the moment. How'd we get there? Well, that, that, that was just part of his quote, like one of his concerns going to New England, oh, apparently. Okay. Well, because he was a black athlete. If you think but, of Lily White team, it, <laughs> I yeah. guess it would be New England. But he right? said once he met Belichick face-to-face, it removed okay. all that. I he see what he it's was, a match made in heaven. I, so. I see what he was getting right. at. All right. Yeah. And, so are you guys buying into the Josh McDaniels, like what he did with Tim Tebow? And what, what's the expression you always say that pulling their shirts over their heads, twisting it over their head or go. pulling it over your head. I mean, I, I pull a lot of things over the head, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> but a lot of the, the local reporters up there are saying that Josh McDaniels is essentially drooling over the fact that he has a veteran player such as Cam Newton and what he did with Tim Tebow, like, this is this is the match made in heaven. Yes, Bill Belichick's the genius and the architect and blah 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 blah. But it's Josh McDaniels that everybody's salivating over. I think the whole key to the, all this rhetoric and everything coming out of New England is, thank God we can at least start the season with Newton and not Stidham. Well, certainly. <laughs> I mean, seriously. And to address your point specifically, I. I don't have any doubt that Josh McDaniels is drooling over it. That's what he wants to do, like he did with Tim Tebow. But there's a reason also Josh McDaniels is back in New England, right? Yeah, they caught lightning in the bottle that one year. The one first play overtime Demarius Thomas catch made everybody think Tebow and McDaniels were great. And then we realized pretty soon thereafter – they weren't. And so right. now Cam Newton is by far and away, even at this advanced age, more than Tim Tebow ever could have been. So, yes, McDaniel. So maybe they will. You know, and we, if we know anything about Bill Belichick, he will craft an offensive game plan around who he has and who he's playing. But I just, I just don't know if it's going to be wide open. I don't know how restrictive of an offense it will be. And if any type of restriction works for Cam Newton, maybe he needs that. Maybe it's a rebirth for him. You know, maybe he is. Sometimes a change of scenery right. is all somebody needs. And with the right coaching and with a good offensive scheme, maybe he can be the pocket passer we always said he couldn't be. Maybe it wasn't. If he's going to succeed at it anywhere, I suppose it's New England. I just I, – I'm more worried about the general lack of weapons around him, even if he well, is. Well, that's the key. I mean, look at Tom Brady. As great as Tom Brady is, he had absolutely nothing. So, I mean, he had nothing to work with, and there's nothing he could do with it. And I don't blame him for jumping ship and heading to Tampa Bay. Well, and he essentially had nothing to work with through most of the Super Bowl run in terms of big name other than those that year year or two with Randy Moss. Right. Big, he was able to do it. I'm not sure Cam Newton's that guy. And there aren't many guys that are that guy. I mean, if you think about it, okay, Julian Edelman has been a nice possession guy over the years. Right. Gronk is Gronk, obviously, that he had. And, and there's a couple of years with Hernandez. But other than Randy Moss, I mean, you go back, you have to almost go back to what, Troy Brown? And he wasn't even that dynamic. Yeah. He was another good possession I mean, type of guy. Dion Branch. I mean, you start yeah. to go through the list, it was the, the, that's the thing. And, you know, that's not fair to put on Cam Newton. Now, Cam Newton suffered kind of, I, I think, other than Steve Smith. Now, he had Steve Smith for a lot of years, kind of the same thing. 
good tight end, good running game, good defense, and then he was able to kind of create on his own because he never had many, if any, weapons. I mean, I mean right. Kelvin Benjamins, we talked about all these guys. We thought finally they had that guy in Carolina, and they never panned out. You had Steve Smith, who I don't want to compare to Julian Edelman, but you kind of had that one piece plus the good tight end and never had other than – in did Carolina, you, I can't think of anybody. Did you see the words that Steve Smith had on Kelvin Benjamin this past week? <laughs> I, did. I did. That's what I like about Steve Smith, man. I can't Pulls believe no it punches, took him. Man. I don't know why he's not on ESPN front and center. They can get rid of Stephen A. Smith because he know, just says it. You exactly. know why he's not on ESPN. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's very true. But, I mean, he he spoke the truth. He Okay, whether he's washing cars or not, we don't know. But, yeah, I think they really pushed him into trying to be a superstar before he was ready for it. Could be. And, you know, I mean, I think that kid was just kind of lazy. He played lazy. I don't want to say he was lazy. I know nothing about his practice habits, his workout, his offseason habits. But do you look lazy because you may be lost, too? It's possible. It's certainly possible. That I don't know. But, I mean, he, he hit the nail on the head. I mean, they tried to make him a superstar like that. And he's out of the league. Yeah, it, it happened. All right, so can we pick some games, or do you have something else you want to do before we pick no, games? No, we can pick the games, and then we'll um, you know cover whatever we have left. Do you have another story about sausages? No sausages, but I do have a good story. But it's not about sausages? Not about sa- not about the minister of sausage uh, or whatever. It's bratwurst, I guess it was. Oh, yeah. We had uh, brisket on Saturday. Oh, yes, we did. And yet I have no brisket today. I know. I was given to understand there would be brisket. I was hoping there'd be brisket. That's why we I don't came know if over. I ever here. said I'd have brisket today. Why didn't you bring over some brisket there, Ollie? I'll tell you what. For the Christmas show, you'll have brisket. I, that's December. This yeah. is freaking September. sixty-four percent hey, chance Briggs will be dead before the Christmas show. All, well, that's all right. More brisket for me. All yeah, good things come you're to those who wait. And then we'll just have to invade your house. Just, if I died, would you just keep coming here? Why not? There's no chance you Nobody two... pays any attention to it. We just walk by you know, and say hi to your wife and come down here and do the show and leave. There's and no the chance either you two dunderheads could come rip all this out of here and take it anywhere else and set it up. What right. Would be, what would be the point? <laughs> all the equipment The dog likes us. That would be kind of funny if I died and you just kept using the studio. It would be in your honor. Yeah. I don't think that's true. Oh, no, definitely. We'd actually get a Studio picture B of you. In renamed. fact, we have a picture of you that we could yeah. use. That was an unflattering picture. I was fat as – well, I can't say that word on these airways, but I well, was fat then. You're ugly anyway. Well, that's true. I'm, I'm not a handsome man. All right, NFL games, Rick. Let's pick them. Starting Thursday night, we're going to go straight up and again the spread – the ones we, the one we can't wait for Thursday night football. Mike Florio is crying in his beer as they're about to play pro football. Poor Florio. And to kick it off, the Texans getting nine points in Kansas City. He drinks White Claw. Don't give him credit for beer. Yeah, really. I don't know. Is that the seltzer thing, the White yeah. Claw? I don't understand that whole deal. Nobody does. It's just. Does it get you hammered quick anyhow? It's like I actually a saw a, a billboard. Probably Bud Light. I saw a billboard at a beer distributor, and I forget the name of the seltzer. But the whole and, – and it had all the NHL teams, and it says the official seltzer of the NHL, and I'm sitting here thinking, what an oxymoron. I mean, how many NHL players are sitting around drinking seltzer? 
Well, I think they mean the fans, don't they? Either way. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, really. The NHL, it's gotten, the live experience has gotten so expensive. It's a pretty bougie crowd. I feel like it'd be a seltzery crowd. I'm not sure about that. I, I'm, I, I don't yeah. think they are a seltzery crowd. Although I, they, I really don't. I think they drink beer. I was, don't you? I was trying to think, like, it, uh, PPG. Yeah, whatever they're calling it this week. The paint can. We talked about RC Cola, Cherokee Red. Right. But they're <laughs> Captain Morgan Lounge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have two or three different microbrewery right. spots there. Yeah, it's a, it's a bougie place. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. So I, th- I think it's a seltzer crowd. I don't know. I think I still think it's it's. I think they go with the uh, barley malted beverage. And I think more than well, I think we Sounds can agree. Delicious. It's not yes. misogynistic to say by and large seltzers are for women, right? Oh no, they're, they're And I think hockey probably attracts more women than any. The NFL attracts more of everything than anybody. But throw the NFL out. I feel like hockey attracts the most women. Are you, are you allowed to say puff bunnies? Probably not anymore, yeah. but. Then, it, then I didn't say that. All right. Before yeah. we get to the predictions, oh. I, I want to tell I, I want to tell the, <laughs> tell the audience that uh, you know we want to help them take advantage of all the sports investments that you can when getting in on the action. Twelve Ounce Sports has officially partnered with MyBookie.ag to get you the best deal possible. When you sign up on MyBookie.ag, they'll match your first deposit up to a thousand bucks when you punch in the promo code. One two O Z Sports. So get that money. That's twelve ounce sports. One two O Z Sports when signing up on mybookie.ag. Get your deposit match up to a thousand bucks. And take that now two thousand dollars and wager it on the Texans plus nine at the Chiefs. Now seven minutes later we will circle back and beg Mr. Briggs to make a prediction on this game. I agree with you. Uh, take that plus nine because I think it's going to be. You agree with cl- me? I asked him a question. <laughs> well, you said bet on Houston in the plus nine. Well, I so just I assume, meant bet on the game. Well, I think I think that is the winner. I'm going Kansas City twenty-seven, Houston twenty-threes. I'm taking Kansas City straight up, but I think uh, Houston covers the first game of the year. I'm starting like I go through all season. I'm doing it with the very first game, and I don't like it. I actually agree with you. That's what my gut says. But my head says, even though it's nine, right. I'm just not messing with the Chiefs on it. I know there's no crowd there. The energy's not going to be the same. But that first 30, Thursday night game, the the you know defending champion always has such an advantage. You never know what you're going to get out of Houston, right? You just never know. I'm going to take the coward's way out, and I'm going to lay it. I actually had to adjust my score to lay it, but I'm going to lay the wood. I'm going to take the Chiefs 34-23. All right. All right, Rick. Heading into Sunday, then, as we get the Red Zone channel fired up. When we're not watching 12-ounce sports on Zingo, I'll be flipping back and forth. Right. Seattle, Rick, laying one and a half on the road in Atlanta. Wow, okay. They are laying one and a half on the road at Atlanta, and I don't think that they should be favored because I think Atlanta's going to beat them. I have Atlanta 34, Seattle 26. That's funny. I thought we would differ on that. I have Atlanta straight up here as well. 
Seattle is like the Derrick Henry of teams, right? They're notoriously slow starting. We will be having a conversation at some point in late September, early October. Is this the year Seattle's finally done? And then Russell Wilson will go on a binge of averaging 400 400 yards a game, and they'll win seven or eight in a row, and they'll be right back in the mix. So I think notoriously slow starting. First first of all, is this the hardest week one? Week one's always impossible to pick, but we've seen nothing, heard nothing from any of these teams. But I think Atlanta's going to be good this year. I really do. I think last year was an anomaly. This is what they do every now and again. They just throw up. They don't throw up a stinker of a game. They'll throw up a stinker of a season right. every now and again under Matt Ryan's tenure. I think they're back and ready to go. And I also have them winning this thing outright 31-28. All right, Alejandro Finkelstein's favorite team, the Jets, are catching six and a half in Buffalo. This – this is week one. It's tough. It's, it's an NFC East matchup. Or an AFC East or matchup. Or AFC. <coughs> I like the Bills. I, I, I think they cover easily. I go in 31-17. Yeah, I'm not going to believe the Jets can play any offense until I see it. I, I've read Sam Darnold's better. The receiver core's better, even without Robbie Anderson. All the strife with Le'Veon Bell, you, you know, I yeah. just I'm, I'm going to have to see it to believe it. So with that, I can't get them, you know, into the, even the 20s scoring. So this makes this a fairly easy cover for me. I'm going to go Bills 23-13 with the winning cover. Who gets more touches, Gore or Bell? Overall touches, passing and rushing. That would be Bell, but I think Gore's going to see the field. Yeah. I I didn't believe that smoke signal of Bell taking second team reps. What was that last week or the week yeah. before? I think Gase was mad at him. He was all Le'Veon Bell seems to rub people the wrong way. <laughs> but I think no. once the ball gets in the air, talent wins out. So he touches it plenty. I but I don't have any faith it's any better than what we saw last year. Yeah, I mean, which let's was face it, Frank Gore's thirty-seven years old. I mean, he's we have been saying this for ten years, Rick. He's wonderful. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I, I, I get that, but. Yeah, there's no way that this guy can be better than Le'Veon Bell. Well, you wouldn't think. But Adam Gase is Adam Gase as well. Okay, week one, but end of season. Yeah. (laughs) And just like that. Yeah, I actually want to predict Bell has a big year, but, you know, I'm going to predict it. I think they figure it out. I think he's trying to work himself out of New York. So I think Le'Veon Bell has a big year. Okay. Top ten back, so I, I don't know how big of a year that is, but big enough. Yeah, top ten. I, I, I don't think he's going to make top ten. I, I really don't. I, I think the Jets are that bad, and Gase is dumb enough not to use him that much. I'm going to go extreme, barring an injury to Bell. I'm going to say that it's like a 60-40 split by the end of the year. I would love to see it. It's just to talk about Frank Gore every week is yeah. worth it. I love every minute. I do, too. Continue. All right, Rick. Bears plus three, getting three in Detroit. Uh, this was a tough one. I'm, I'm believing in Matt Stafford coming into this year healthy. He's got Galladay. You know, he's got Jones. They've got, they got a few weapons there. But I still think Chicago can keep it close. I'm going Detroit 24, Chicago 23. I'm going Detroit straight up and uh, Chicago to cover. I think it's going to be a long year for Chicago. Could be. And here's why. I actually I think like Nick Foles. I think he's going to save the year. Well, there, therein lies the rub, though. They gave the I no- remember we had a, a 
show about that. We couldn't figure out where that saying came from. Oh, yeah. Did we figure it out? No, I don't think. Oh. Uh, doesn't matter. We should Googleize that at some point. Probably. So what was I saying? If we had a producer, he'd probably do that for us. Yeah, he's just swilling beer and making noise over there. Now his phone's <laughs> dinging. <laughs> bing, bing. That's not my bing, phone. Bing, bing, bing. Well, who do you think? What are we talking about? Detroit, Chicago. Oh, that's right. Here's the problem they have. I agree Foles is probably a good fit in that offense, but here we go already. Mitch Trubisky's starting, Rick. They announced Mitch Trubisky as the starter. So we're going to have this back and forth, right? Every time Trubisky short hops one, throws a pick, oh, we got a call for Foles, and then Foles remembers he doesn't play in Philadelphia, and he throws a couple picks back to Trubisky. I think this sets up for yeah, a long – Yeah, but as, as a backup, talented Foles as a, is good. You remember he started last year. Well, you're right. And he got hurt. But, but now if he comes in as a backup, he could be phenomenal. Okay, but he's got to come in for a backup where then there's no other option. If, if we're benching Trubisky – for poor play and Foles doesn't you, you know what I mean it's not Carson Wentz going out and there's no other option like in Philadelphia I just think you're gonna have that constant clamor and that constant back and forth and I think that bodes poorly for a football team that has nothing to do with this one specific game however but I do think I I say this a lot and I always end up looking stupid feels to me like the Detroit Lions are a playoff team. It really does to me. So I'm going to get them off to a good start. I'm going to have them winning cover by 10, 27 to 17. All right. To die, to sleep, to sleep, to perchance to dream, a there's the rub. Hamlet. It's a Shakespearean thing. You didn't know I was Shakespearean. I'm smart. Yeah, like you knew that was Shakespeare. I did. Why don't you say that? Well, I just wanted to prove your ignorance. <clears throat> but why do you say with Shakespeare you didn't know that? How do you know I didn't know that? You don't know what I don't know. Yeah, I do. I know I you don't know anything. You don't know what I don't know. Yes, I do. He's just trying to, like, put over his producer. Yeah, that. Yeah. He wants to stay. He thinks he's the main A talent. Unlikely. The, the talent. The, the talent. Yeah, I'm not the, the A talent. You're the B talent. I'm the talent. You are a boob. <laughs> Again, I, both can be true at the same well, let's time. Let's go. Oh yeah, Packers catching three in Minnesota. Yeah, I'm. You know, I I really am. You know me. I like Kirk Cousins, and and I really want to believe in in Minnesota. But for some reason, even though they didn't help Aaron Rodgers in the draft this year. I don't know. I'm just starting to, to feel Green Bay a little bit more in the NFC North. I'm going Green Bay 28, Minnesota 24. So uh, they go straight up and the line. Boy, we can't uh, differ anywhere here. This is another one I thought I was zigging when everyone would zag, and it was for that reason, right? Aaron Rodgers, as he always is, butthurt about something. He was butthurt about drafting the quarterback in the first round, right. not getting him the weapons. It just sets up, or especially early in the year where he's healthy, he just on his own goes out and wins seven games, and if the team can manage to win three more, they're a playoff team. And I think it starts here. No reflection on the Vikings, only it's going to be a good tight game. Game, and that's where Kirk Cousins wilts a little bit. Um, even though it is at home, I'm, I'm going to take the Packers here also outright 30-24. to 24. Yeah, very important division game right off the bat. Man. I like that. I like the league doing yeah. that. All right, Rick, we talked to them about them a lot earlier. The Patriots hosting the Dolphins, laying six and a half. Miami getting six and a half on the road in New England. And 
I am thinking that Miami is a vastly improved team. But for some reason, it's maybe it's just the, the stigma. I'm going to go New England, 29, Miami, 24. So I'm going New England straight up, but Miami will cover. They get six and a half. Yeah, it, it's just too many points. It, this is really boring when we just agree with each other. So, But yeah, I, I see it the same way. I don't think New England's offense is going to be very good. I think their defense is still going to be very good. Going to be tough. You know, we, we got the Tua thing humming in the background. We kind of have that same situation right. in Miami. I think they keep it close. I, I think Miami is a much improved team. I don't believe in the Pats offensively. So, I, I think the Pats find a way to win. Bill Belichick's going to win this game. It's a kind of prove the doubters moment. Can I win without Tom Brady? This is the first. So, he's going to find a way. But I think it's going to be close. And I'm going to take the Pats by a field goal here. One thing I want to want to see, quite frankly, is – you know, with all the hype and, and the hollow blue about Tua, I would love to see Fitzpatrick go out and they start off like 4-0. They have no choice but to keep Fitzmagic in there. Yeah, but at some point he'll remember he's Fitzmagic but and you throw remember, six picks. What was it, two or three years ago with the Jets? They only needed that. They were right there. They needed the one win to get into the playoffs. Yeah, and he threw six interceptions exactly. against a god-awful Jets team. It may not be team. till week 15 or 16. Well, we you could know hope. what I'm saying? We could hope. That would be interesting. It, it, it will. It would be so I nice. I for the guy. Yeah, yeah, there's something about him. It might be the cool shades and the, the beard. The beard? Well, yeah, with Ollie Honda, you know it's yeah, the it's beard. It's always about the beard and beard he beard. Is, he is a Ryan Fitzpatrick lookalike. There's no doubt. Put Again, on those cool I, I, shades and, and a neat hat. A neat hat. I yeah. bring up the fact: Have you ever seen the two of us in the same place at the same time? I it's, can't say I have. It's kind of like uh, Clark Kent and Superman. You just never see them in the same spot. Could That's just true. be a coincidence. It could be, but I tell you, because Alejandro doesn't look like he has much arm talent, and he certainly didn't go to Harvard. <laughs> I mean, I, no, nobody knows this. Not to get into his personal business, but he flunked out to Debray twice. <laughs> Okay, let's go. <laughs> Eagles laying six in Washington. I'm really team. not even going to talk about this game. I, I have Philadelphia crushing them 30-16. to 16. I don't even know it's going to be that close. I'm going Philadelphia all the way. I was tempted to pick Washington to win this game. Why? So much turmoil, so much nonsense. Ron Rivera now going through what he is. It just feels like you bury them, you leave them out for dead, and they come up and they surprise you. It's a division game. But I'm going to take the coward's way out. I'm going to pick the Eagles to win this thing, but I'm going to predict Washington keeps it close. I'm going to go here. Eagles 26, the, not the Skins, the Washington football team 21. So I've got Washington So you got covering. Washington covering. Yeah, I okay. do. I do. So, so we disagree there on the line. Washington outright. I, see, I, if I had any guts at all, I took the I took see, the easy I, I way out. I just don't think they have the horses to go with Philadelphia. I mean, Carson Wentz is coming in fresh. And granted, he doesn't have a great receiving core, but that defense is more than enough to to offset any lack of offensive power. You know, Miles Sanders. Everybody's predicting him to have this huge year. Doug Peterson has already proven that. Um, he does not – this kind of morphs into the fantasy talk for just a minute. 
There's not a back that Doug Peters has ever coached has been a fantasy stud, and he's already come out and said that they're going to start managing his workload, and I think it's going to be a balanced attack the whole way around for Philadelphia. But getting back to the game, I just think Philadelphia is way more talented than Washington. All right, Rick, the Las Vegas Raiders. It'll take us a little while to get used to that one. Laying three on the road in Carolina. You know, and it, I think that's enough for for the even the Raiders. I, I think Carolina's in for a pretty long year this year. And uh, I know they have uh, Christian McCaffrey, but that's basically all they have. I'm going Raiders 27, Carolina 20. I love Teddy Bridgewater. I'm rooting for the guy. What a great comeback story. Yep. What a great job he did in New Orleans last year. This ain't New Orleans. You know, we talk about I think we can all universally agree Jacksonville is going to be the worst team in the league. Most people seem to think without much question that then Washington's going to be next. I think it might be Carolina. It I, could I be. really do. It's you've lost so much. And McCaffrey's so dynamic, he'll win you two or three games on his own probably. That defense isn't what it was. Teddy Bridgewater just doesn't have the horses, even even with the receivers emerging a little bit last year. It, it just feels like a bad, bad deal down there in Carolina. So I'm going to take – I don't usually like the Raiders heading out east, but I, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to lay the wood here. I'll take the Raiders 29-13, so they win this one fairly easily. Yeah, piggybacking off your uh, point there, at least one advantage that Bridgewater had coming out of New Orleans – I think he can utilize his wide receivers a little better than what Cam Newton right, did. Right, yeah. I think and, it'll be a very – But I think it's going to have to evolve a little bit. Yeah, in the new coaching staff. Right. And, and it'll be a very, very different-looking offense, but with, without a doubt. Exactly. But, uh, as much as I like Teddy Bridgewater and the great comeback story it is, he I don't think he's a take a franchise on his shoulders and win six or seven games on his own type of guy. I, I want to see it, though. Oh, I, I hope really so. Do. I re- I don't know why, if it was just the injury, what it was. I root for that guy hard, yep. and I hope it's successful. I just I don't know. I, I don't see it. All right, Rick, the Colts laying eight on the road in Jacksonville. I think they could lay 15. I'm, I'm going Colts 34, Jacksonville 14. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are tanking, and they don't have a prayer. Don't have a prayer. Well, Rick. It's my upset special, Rick. <laughs> Well, it took a long time yeah, to get that out. Yeah, I, I need to trim that drum roll a little <laughs> bit. That was a long one. It was way more buildup than what it needed to be. I always get these feelings. They're tanking. You said it, right? That narrative. They're, they're giving up. They just cut Fournette. They have no interest in winning. They're tanking for Trevor now. It's not Tua this year. It's tanking for Trevor. Coach is a buffoon. This is going on. They let their whole defense go. They're you just know what getting I think, back. You know what my theory is? And me and Alejandro talked about this a few days ago. Alejandro and I. <laughs> Touche. What? <laughs> anyway. For those listeners at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it was video, you'd see what I did. Anyway, could it be? I mean, this is a wild theory. But could it be that they're clearing cap space for a new owner to come in? To make him look a little more attractive? Maybe. Maybe. Trying to get that thing over to Because I don't London. see where Trevor Lawrence is going to be some difference maker on a team that basically has nothing left. Yeah, but maybe that's the thing. You're clearing cap space. You bring Trevor Lawrence in. 
and then you have all those cap space and you sign weapons around them. Who knows? Right. You know, I, I really don't. Regardless. But, but either way, they have know. no business winning this football game. They only win two football games this year. I just got a feeling the way the narrative is going, something like this always happens in week one. So one of their two wins in 2020 is going to come this week against the Colts 17-16. So, so bold. So that, well, somebody's got to be. You're right. over here going chalk all day. All right, Rick, your Cleveland Browns and your favorite wide receiver, Odell Beckham, I'm given to understand you two have a lot in common. The Browns <laughs> catching eight, getting eight in Baltimore. And I think that is more than enough. Um, I, I have Baltimore, even though we talked earlier, I think they're going to have a bit of a regression this year. I think Baltimore's a better team. I like them 34, Cleveland 17. And I think wow. they cover easily. Eight points is so much in a divisional game. I'm really, but you hung see up that, that it's either a whitewash, you're right, or it's a shootout, right? And and I I envision the latter actually. I actually, it's Mayfield we don't know about, right? I mean, they are really good despite all the sort of extracurricular activities. They're good at wide receiver. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb name me a better backfield duo. You bring in Austin Hooper. If Baker Mayfield can they have a play, a ton of weapons, that, a ton. And I, I think based on that, they can keep up. And this becomes a shootout. It right. is a divisional game. I just can't lay eight. I think the Ravens win this game. I, I don't think there's any question You're about splitting. that. So I'm going to again take the cowards' way out. I think it's a, you know, I think it's a touchdown game again. I'm actually going to go 33-27. So that's a Ravens win, but the Browns do cover. Okay. I mean, I. Really, I mean, realistically, with the weapons Cleveland has, you sh- you really even shouldn't be thinking about an eight-point spread. No. It is... You should be talking about a potential division winner, except yeah. we just all know they're going to find a way to F it up because right. that's just what Cleveland does, right? It's... I agree. All right, Rick, the Chargers lay in three, right? Yeah, lay in three on the road again. Joe Burrow's uh, initiation in Cincinnati. I have the Chargers under Tyrod Taylor's leadership leading the Chargers to a decisive two-point win over the upstart Ooh, Bengals. A two-point 24-22. So I'm taking the Chargers straight and the, and the Bengals in the line. Boy, I wish we could have seen Joe Burrow play a little bit yeah, in the preseason against some some pro. That offensive line still isn't very good. He's got some good weapons around him. Apparently, A.J. Green's healthy. Tyler Boyd's taking that next step. Joe Mixon. Yeah, I mean, they've got a lot of weapons around there. It's just with that bad offensive line with no real preseason work to speak of against NFL competition – I think it's going to be a. I think Joe Burrow is going to be successful in this league, but I think it's going to be a slow start for him. For that reason, the Chargers can still play some defense. So I'm going to take the Chargers under Ty God, Ty God Taylor. I screwed that up. I'm going to take them to cover 24 to 16. I think it's going to be a dud of a game, though. I, I really do believe that. Oh wow, we only got five, five minutes, minutes left. Holy oh, crap! Here. I got another story to get to. All here. right, game what? of the year. Are you allowed to go along on other? platforms well sure we can okay, do whatever so, we want so those listening live check us out other places yeah asylumfantasysports.com all right rick the game uh, probably the what will end up before the super bowl being the highest rated game of the year is tampa bay getting three and a half on the road in new orleans there's no doubt that that is going to be the highest rated game um 
Look, it's going to be Brady, Breeze. I went with Breeze because that offense has been together a long time. And maybe the second meeting will be a little different story, but I'm going Drew Breeze, 37, Tampa Bay, 30. So I'm going to have New Orleans win straight up and against the line, obviously. I'm not even convinced Tampa Bay's a playoff team let alone a championship contender. I have too often watched franchises put together really good fantasy teams and not be very good. You know what put me over the edge? When they brought in Fournette. He is so much better than Ronald Jones. I think that just adds Tom Brady a really nice, man, I got a nice run game now. Yeah, there's no question about it. You've seen it so many times. We've seen Cleveland do this, right? You feel like, oh, man, now they finally got it. it. It just doesn't work out. That being said, that's a long-term, a full-season prediction. When I look at this game, outside of the however many Super Bowls he played in, seven, eight, what, nine, I don't even remember what the number is, this is the biggest game of Tom Brady's career, right? This is going to be the most scrutiny. If we know anything about Tom Brady, he steps up in situations like this. So we'll talk about what any of this means long-term in the future. But for this one game, I think Tom Brady balls out. I think he goes crazy. I th- I think this is going to be better than even we expect it to be and want it to be. I think it's a total shootout. But I'm going to take the Bucks winning outright here, 44-41. to 41. Wow. I think it's going to be a barn right. burner. All right, we got three minutes left. We can get another one here. Cardinals, Rick, plus seven, plus seven in San Francisco. Yeah, I think this is going to be a very good game. I got San Francisco because I think they're still a little bit better of a team. I have San Francisco 33, Arizona 27. So I'll take San Francisco straight up and Arizona against the line. I think there's a lot of weapons to be had in Arizona, and I think they're going to make some noise at whoever wins that division. It may not be them, but I think they could really rock the world of some teams. Yeah, This isn't your daddy's Cardinals. This isn't your granddaddy's Cardinals. And if you want to get really old, these aren't Rick Briggs Cardinals. This is more like the old Air Coriel (laughs) Cardinals. That that being – they're a good team. San Francisco's slightly better. They're on the road. So I'm going to take San Francisco here, but their seven is way too many. The Cardinals are too good. This is a division game with a legitimate division right. contender. So we have two games in two minutes, and we'll finish on 12-ounce sports, but we still have some other stuff to cover. So, oh, we'll so you, want, you want to go out now? No, we got two minutes. Oh, Let's you, do two games. Well, can we do all three then? Oh, we have three games. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Dallas and the Rams. I'm sorry. Yeah, yes. Math is hard. All right, Rick. Uh, Sunday night, Cowboys laying three on the road at the Rams. I am a believer in the, in the Cowboys this year. I, I think that offense is going to be pretty powerful. I'm going Dallas 31, the Rams 27. I, thought, I don't think the Rams are going to be out of this game. But uh, I'm going Dallas straight up and against the line. Yeah, we're, we're in the same spot there. I got the Cowboys by four also, 28-24. All right, the first Monday night game, Rick, the Steelers laying five and a half against Danny Dimes and the Giants. Right, and, and the Giants are a little bit scary in a way with Barkley and Danny Dimes improving and so forth, and we don't really know about the Steelers' offense. 
But I, I think the Steelers are going to come out shooting. I, I have the Steelers 31, Giants 23. So I got Steelers line and straight. Steelers are a much, much better team than the New York Giants. Therefore, the Giants are going to cover because they refuse to blow anybody out for the last 10 years. So I got the Steelers winning, but the Giants covering 23-20 in a game you have no chance of seeing even being kicked off. The Titans laying one and a half at the Broncos, 10 seconds, Rick. And I'm going Denver 27-24, even without Vaughn Miller. So I got them taking both. Yeah, I got the Broncos straight up as well. I wow. need to see it. I need to see it from Tannehill. I got the Broncos 26-23. Titans for the record. Boo. All right, we're, we're out of here, 12-Ounce Sports. Head on over to AsylumFantasySports.com to hear whatever this story Briggs is so freaking excited about. It's we'll continue exciting. the show we over there. Stuff to cover. I got something, too. Until yeah. next time, we'll see you. Take care. Holly Hunter is prepared as well. I know things. All right, we are off the uh, 12-ounce airwaves. Bonus coverage, right? What did we used to call that bonus show we do that made everybody so mad? Do you remember that? Once we get to um, our newest venture coming up very soon called Chaos and Disorder. Oh, wow, you're spilling the beans right here. Once you get on to our Patreon system, you can get all this bonus coverage. We have a Patreon system? fee. You think people are going to pay for this of nonsense? They will. What are you two talking about at that bar? Oh, you know. You don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's don't why act you ask. Innocent all the time. Like, like, so here's the thing chaos and disorder. We're going to have an intro, we're going to have a big name read, do our. Like, yeah, like all we're the gonna things. have great guests coming on. I but mean, it's, it's the gonna, same it's, B talent. It's gonna be wonderful. Well, there's gonna be the talent, B talent, yeah. and I might like actually step up and be a real producer. <laughs> now that now it's bullshit. Now I don't <laughs> believe it. Anyway, now one of the stories I wanted to cover, Rick, and I don't know if you're even familiar with them. Chances are I'm not. If you <laughs> but but I mean you've played poker. You, you've watched some of the World Poker right. Tour on TV and everything. You know, the World Poker Tour Hall of Famer Mike Sexton just passed away. I did last see that, week. but I wasn't familiar with who he was. I read uh, a lot about him. One of my him. favorite guys yeah. for, from a So for many a long guys time. said that. The guy's yeah. obviously beloved, but I, I didn't know the poker world well enough he, to know who he was. He was into the, he was inducted into the Poker Hall of Fame in 2009. He actually started, well, he was one of the, the instrumental starters of the World Poker Tour. In fact, they even named the trophy. For the World Poker Tour Championship, you know, the Mike Sexton Trophy, you know, before he died. Um, he was part, you know, with Vince Van, Vince Van Patten. He was, you know, part of the World Poker Tour announcing crew for like uh, 12 years. And he finally left the World Poker Tour and started um, PartyPoker.com, one of, one of the bigger sites on the tour. And... Yeah, he actually won the World Series of um, Poker Bracelet in 1989. Um, he won the World Poker Tour Championship in 2016, you know, the tour that he started. And, uh, you know, just, just a shame that he they passed away from cancer. <coughs> Pardon me. Not COVID. Pardon me? Certainly not. Not COVID. No, not COVID. They, they said it was actually what, cancer. But, what, uh, no, just be loved and well-respected throughout the whole poker community for years and years. What, 
terrible segue on my part. Uh, Bruce Williams, one of the members of the Temptations, COVID loss, and uh, Jermaine Stevens Jr., son of Jermaine Stevens Sr., who used to be a offensive tackle for the Steelers. Right. Uh, Cal U offensive lineman passed away from COVID compila- compilations. Complications. You know, they actually came out and retracted that. Oh, I missed that. That whoever posted it, I guess it was on Facebook where everything happens, posted it as a COVID loss, and then they have since retracted that part. Really? Now, they just said the family hadn't confirmed that, so that doesn't mean necessarily it wasn't true. But, but of course, Florio hopped all over that one, Dan Walken, whatever his name is, and now they all had to retract that. Either way, it's a tragedy. A 20-year-old kid dead, that's awful. Cal U. Yeah, no doubt. Um, But, yeah, last night. Central Catholic, right? He was definitely a local kid, so Stephen stayed in town after his playing day. The the local news reported – I think it was Channel 11, one of the local ones, that it was COVID. That's yeah, what I was Everybody said that, yeah. And then that story came out this afternoon. They retracted that piece of it. Like I said, it might just because the family didn't confirm that. So on that note, um, the somber stuff, uh, Ryan Shazier retirement, officially retired today, but apparently is going to be the host of The Ringer. What's the ringer? Tuesday NFL talk show. Oh. Which is awesome. Like I'm 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 happy for him. Like Well yeah, no doubt. Again, local thing. Thought I mean, maybe they'd offer him a coaching spot. I mean he'd been I, around the team so much. Eventually, I'm sure he'll And they there. rallied around him that especially that linebacker core and, and Devin Bush specifically rallied around him. Oh yeah. What a cool story. I mean, an awful story, but a cool one at the same time. You didn't think he's ever going to walk again and then been very inspirational around. Well, and, and the thing is, he's been such an inspiration to players. That has not got him down. He's been so upbeat, so positive. He's made such progress. I mean, you know, why wouldn't you want to keep him around? Right. I mean, it, it, yeah. I mean, coaching – it may be a little difficult for him, but I mean, he's getting around. So I mean, it, it's very—it could be in his future. I can't remember. It was either a thirty-two or thirty-six-inch vertical box jump that he just did. Like he did that and then announced his retirement. It's insane. That's a cool way to retire. You yeah. should do a box jump. When we go video, will you do a box jump on I the air? I don't know if I could. Well, that's what yeah. we want to find out. <laughs> I, I'm just worried about his ankle. Yeah, my ankle's bad. Oh, one-foot box jump. One-foot box jump. There you go. Problem one, solved. A one-foot, one-foot box jump. Do you know what jump? Wilt Chamberlain's vertical jump was? It was probably about eight inches. That's all he needed. No. It was like 48 to 50 inches. I was going to say, wasn't it like... Wouldn't that put him like 15 feet in the air, fully seven, extended? Seven-foot one, and he had like a 48-inch jump. So you figure if he's seven-one, how how long would one arm be? About three and a half feet? Yeah, probably. I would so imagine. he's already covers 10 feet, and then you're saying he jumped another four, four feet? Yeah. Damn. I mean, he's the only guy I ever saw hit Jabbar Skyhook. Well, and, I mean, that's pretty phenomenal you think about right. it. I mean, this is a guy that's seven three, seven four, putting a sky hook up over that and it was actually hit. I mean that that's that's rough. That's crazy, crazy high. Where's he going? I don't know. I was just it about to matter. ask him something. Now he's But leaving. anyway, 
Oh, you got another story. Oh, I got. How long a... are we gonna do this? I haven't had any dinner yet. <laughs> we don't care. You're skinny I'm, anyway. I'm hungry. But apparently, the price of tacos has risen substantially since Charles Manson's "quote unquote" daughter last purchased them. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, now you've intrigued me. Exactly. Right. But you're bringing it. up food, and I'm hungry. An so. enraged Taco Bell customer has recent was recently filmed threatening the staff of a location in Missouri and referring herself to Charlie Effin Manson's daughter, seemingly after a perceived discrepancy over the cost of her tacos and burritos. How could you complain about the cost at Taco Bell? You can get a month's worth of food first. The woman also called one of the employees the N-word and attempted to trash the restaurant. I saw this this video actually on the tweeters. Was that actually Charlie Manson's daughter? Or is she just nuts? No, she's crazy. Oh, okay. Footage of the woman's outburst was first shared to Reddit on Tuesday under the title Karen from Missouri, saying she was shorted tacos. In quotation marks, she wasn't. The woman, incredulous after learning the price of her order, not only threatened employees, but called one of them the N-word and tried trashing the restaurant. In the clip, the customer can be seen telling a co-worker, Give me my blank, blank food, you little blank, before threatening to follow you home and blank you up. Oh, wow. She then begins calling him the N-word and accusing him of not being able to get a real job. After some back and forth with the employee who called her actions very inappropriate. I should say so. A female employee approaches and hands the woman her receipt for her to inspect. The employee kindly points out that her order, three burrito supremes, two soft tacos, comes to $15. The angry woman expresses her disbelief at the cost of her order, at which point the employees tell her she can leave or call corporate. The employee then appear to tell the woman that she's no longer welcome in the restaurant, at which point she demands her effing food and rips a promotional display from the counter, shoves a bucket of straws at the employees, and attempts to shove past a plexiglass partition. Punk, punk blank, I'm bringing my husband in here. Go ahead, the employee tells her. Watch me, you little blank punk. You're going down, punk blank. She yells and walks towards the exit. You blanked with the wrong mother blanker. (laughs) I'm Charlie effing Manson's daughter. That explains a lot, the employee shoots back. (laughs) Quick-witted. The woman then leaves the restaurant, still hurling threats of profanity on her way out the door. Taco Bell has since commended the staff for their actions. Taco Bell does not tolerate any kind of harassment or discrimination, as spokesperson for... Taco Bell Corporation wrote, The franchise who operates this location confirmed that no one was injured, and we are proud of the team members present who handled the difficult situation with such patience. <laughs> Charlie Manson's daughter. Yeah. So she left without her burritos. <laughs> Apparently. That's <laughs> so you go through all that, and then you're going home empty-handed? Yeah, you're still hungry, Yeah. Right? I mean, my God. Well, you do go yell at the poor kid at Three Burger King? Three burritos, Supremes, and... Three tacos. I mean, fifteen bucks ain't that bad. No, no I wouldn't think so. What? Yeah, no. I I remember going to Taco Bell with five bucks in my pocket and leaving with like a passenger seat full of tacos. Okay. So well, yeah, but she didn't get Charlie tacos. Manson's she son. got the fancy no, Supreme that's stuff. That's true. Go go off the ninety nine cent menu. They still have that. 
Probably not. That was years ago. I'm old. You know what I don't like about Taco Bell? I like Taco <laughs> the Bell. diarrhea thereafter. Well, there's that. <laughs> that. So, Odell Beckham's into that. Indeed. Yeah, that, <laughs> Allegedly. That, that's his Valhalla, apparently. But way too much lettuce. I'm not a lettuce guy as it is. Yeah, but do you want that much Taco Bell meat? Yes. Like- <laughs> I, I actually, I've gotten to the point where I, I I couldn't tell you the last time I was at Taco Bell, but when I was going more frequently, I would tell them to leave the lettuce off. Really? Yeah, how much goat can a guy eat? Just nothing. No, exactly. No. Give me nothing but meat and goat cheese. Goat is in delicious. Yeah, goat is good. It really is. I can't say I've ever had goat. Really? It's good. What's it taste like? Pork? More similar to lamb. I know everything lamb. tastes like chicken. I guess no. it's more similar to lamb, wouldn't you say? Well, yeah. I would yeah. say a combination of lamb and beef. Yeah. I've had really good lamb, and I've had lamb I've hated. you got to know what you're doing to cook lamb. Oh, man. I really well, want to keep my mouth shut right now. lamb and mutton as well. What do you mean keep your mouth shut? I made a really good lamb roast the other day. All right. Yeah, we have here. no lamb. I got no brisket. I got no lamb. <laughs> no lamb, no brisket, I'm no sitting here. We're 12 pork. minutes over. Nothing. I haven't had my freaking dinner. I suppose we have to leave, right? Is that what you're saying? No. No. Why? I mean, we have this, to leave? This is bonus content. Pretty do you have soon. anything else? I do. Okay. If anybody wants to hear it. You hurry up. No, number one, Hank Williams Jr. out yet again for Monday Night Football. What, what do you do now? <laughs> Nothing. It's an election year, so Hank's out. Oh, for God's sake. All right. Um, I don't know where to go with this one, so I'll just buy some time. Hi. Wait, you had a question you wanted to ask me before I had to go take that very important phone call. Oh, you mean go take a leak? Yeah, that too. Yeah. And get another beer? Don't earmuffs, Mrs. Finkelstein. No, no, no. I no. Mean, the, the beer was before the leak. Oh, all right. Don't believe him. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm efficient. <laughs> I don't remember. So you do your thing. You seem uncomfortable going into it, so I like Well, that. I was waiting for Briggs to get back from his oh, yeah. phone He's call. in the bathroom. Oh, well, why can't any of you people go t- an hour without peeing? Because we have two beers. Two beers, yeah. Two beers since the last two. Well, I mean, tomato, tomato. So, my big thing, I know you're not a gamer. but A gamer? Yeah, something like that. So, recently... It was a big to-do that Colin Kaepernick was added to Madden 21 as a free agent. I did see this. Okay. Are we, we going to play Who Do You Want? Yes. All right. All right. Now, no. first of all, explain to buy this time. to me. Yes, sir. Because I, I don't get – if you want to put them in the game, so be it. Haven't they put rappers – I mean, I don't really know. The last Madden game I bought had Michael Vick on the cover. That mm-hmm. can tell you how long it's been since I, I've played this thing. But uh, they've had rappers and different celebrities as available free agents. But apparently everybody's freaking out about his ranking or something. Is that is that what the big deal is? As far as Madden goes, it, there aren't rappers and such um, as free agents. That was like NFL Blitz and the I think it was called the League. Blitz was good. I like that. Um, what the heck was his name? Uh, the guy from the Browns. Miles Garrett, there we go. Ah, yes, yeah. Quick segue, uh, he just doesn't want to have grudges, apparently, announced today. He wants to make up with uh, Mason. Yeah, he wants to have a man-to-man, he said, right? And a, and a fist bump. Oh, a fist just, bump. If that's all it is, it's just like a nod, a yeah. fist bump, and walk away. So I hit you in the head with a helmet, called you a racist. We're good, right? <laughs> I mean, is that... We good. So We good. 
Um, yeah, but that would have been fine in the league or slash the blitz. Uh, nonetheless, Madden is was always revered as like the more pu- quote unquote purist. Right. So their their rosters were typically accurate. They didn't add in like celebrities or rappers or musicians of any sort, actors, so on and so forth. Um, but they recently added <sighs> good one. Uh, Colin Kaepernick as an eligible free agent with an overall rating of 81. Okay. And these ratings are like a big deal. Don't uh, they do like TV shows about yes. them and the it players get all fa- butthurt about it? many people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So not only like the, the one that I can see like players getting upset about it, like actual NFL players. Uh, I wish I could remember the guy's name. It was like six or eight years ago. He was an uh, offensive lineman. And it was when John Madden was actually still associated with the game. He got a 59 for awareness and he went like on this tirade and it came down to what the hell, John, do you not think I can put my pants on in the morning? Like you gave me a 59. <laughs> so was... I think this is out of a hundred. Yes. Right. Yeah. So anyways, um, so Colin Kaepernick, who's been out of the league four years now. Right, and lost his job to Blaine Gabbert twice. I just want to remind you, <laughs> j- just before we get into all the politics of it, lost his job to Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert twice. Not once. Anyhow, yeah. Twice. Go ahead. Um, we got, we'll pause for him to drink more beer. Well, i got to get it down before I leave. <laughs> Love him. <laughs> yeah, because he, he doesn't. Yes, Mr. Finkelstein, he, he will be home soon. Yeah. <laughs> I, I told her we were going long. Oh, so you knew this. You knew this. Apparently, was he had this plan. Yeah. No, 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 well, no. He's no. a producer, but doesn't I tell us. You told me I ate dinner before this no. freaking marathon began. <laughs> While we were on the air, I told her. Oh, yeah. well, let's go. So, <laughs> Colin Kaepernick, eighty-one. Ben Roethlisberger is an eighty-one. Oh, yeah, that doesn't seem to line up. Right. No, granted, Ben was out last year, right? So it doesn't matter. No, I mean, he had a significant injury with a major I mean, surgery. His bonus doesn't mean you have to turn into a total slob. I mean, my God. Yeah, well, my body's painted. I'm, I'm very regimented. Have bodily functions, for God's sakes. This is ridiculous. If, if pro athletes can do it, so can the talent. The He's talent. not Odell Beckham. I am the talent. That was, that was low. Okay, go ahead. So I'm still taking Ben Roethlisberger over Colin Kaepernick. Oh, is that the if game? If that was a question, essentially. So the the next uh, person. Before we get into that, yeah. One editorial thing on this: at what point, even if you're Colin Kaepernick, does this pandering offend you? All right, fine. Put me in the game. Pay me for my likeness. I want that. This is just pandering on every level, right? But so he's we're, making money with that pandering. Well, I, I understand that, but wouldn't that be offensive? You would think so, to After fans of Colin Kaepernick and his his politics, and there's plenty out there, and we're not having that debate, right? And, the, and this the, is purely talent. Yeah, it's pandering at the nth degree. It's it saying is. we at EA Sports. I have that right, don't I? Yes. We at EA Sports are so socially aware, we made Colin Kaepernick in 81. Everybody, including Colin Kaepernick, should say, F you, what are you talking about? Nothing based on the merit at all. Right. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no that, that's fine. So this also comes with a disclaimer. Like, all things considered around Colin Kaepernick, this is purely 100% talent-based. What, whatever but he's it's not. No. no all, Let him all, finish so I can eat my lasagna. <laughs> Like, I want lasagna. Like Garfield. You could have lasagna. 
You got to take it to go. I don't want you in my <laughs> house any longer, but you can have lasagna. So all the things that came with Colin Kaepernick, the kneeling, the political stuff, so on and so forth, we're excluding that. Right. At I've the... excluded a long time ago. Get to the point. Okay. <laughs> Get off my lawn. So Colin go. Kaepernick, at the end of his career, was pushed out by who? Blaine Himself. Gavin. Twice. <laughs> Right. There you go. All right. So the next person up was uh, Ryan Tannehill, followed by Derek Carr. Would you rather have a NFL Is, starting quarterback? Would you rather have Ryan Tannehill, Derek Carr, or Colin Kaepernick? If I take a choice, I'd take Carr. Is this Kaepernick at his best when he this left the league or what now. we think he would be right now right now oh, right well, for, for the sake of this conversation then it's right. Tannehill, Carr, Kaepernick see I'm going Carr, Tannehill, no, whatever. Kaepernick but either way Kaepernick's last whatever <laughs> would you rather have Jason Allen or Teddy Bridgewater Jason, Jason Allen, Allen. J- Josh sorry Okay, so thanks. I would go. I mean, I'd rather Josh Teddy Allen. Bridgewater over Jason, but I think I'd take Josh yeah. over Teddy. Yeah. So now in order, it'll be Josh Allen, Teddy Bridgewater, Jason Colin Allen. Kaepernick, Jason Allen. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. I'm with you. Uh, let's throw out some Jared Goff or Goff. Daniel Jones. Up yeah, and all of them. All of them. They are. They're all football players. Colin yeah. Kaepernick I mean, is Colin a football Kaepernick's player. over none of these people. Okay. Um, we'll go to the. "Quote unquote bottom of the list, EA Sports starting quarterback. All right, Dwayne Haskins or Gardner Minshew. Minshew, both, both over uh, whatever. I mean, both. I mean, against, over versus Kaepernick. Oh, against Kaepernick. Oh, Minshew. We're then fifteen Haskins. minutes into this thing, he still doesn't understand the freaking game. Well, I mean, I. I mean, we, we you already rank we, quarterbacks. Already Nobody s- gives a shit where you rank quarterbacks. We've already said. Everybody over Kaepernick, right. and he keeps asking well, these I, stupid that's quarterbacks. That's if you just say their names back to him, he'll stop. Everybody over Kaepernick. All 32 over uh, Kaepernick. Tyrod Taylor? Yes. So what you're telling me is Tyrod Taylor at a Madden rating of 69, you would rather have than – Yes. I didn't finish. I don't care. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick at an 81. No, I don't want Colin Kaepernick. Go- he hasn't played four years. So the the if you t- okay now we're gonna switch it if you take it out that he hasn't played in four years take out the last year of Colin Kaepernick okay playing so we're we're right over the peak of Colin Kaepernick being like a godsend to the 49ers. Right. yeah the two great years he had the two, Super Bowl run two that Anquan Bolden made and there it is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Get off my lawn. Exactly. So I, I'll just throw these out here real quick. Colin Kaepernick has a um, completion percentage of fifty nine point eight. Right. In the, Cam Newton. In the in the peak of his career, fifty nine point eight. Now we all know where I stand on Cam. Well, not everybody, but you two know where I stand on Cam Newton. You actually do. Is he's he pro not or a, anti? He is not. Anti. Okay. Yes. Good quarterback. <laughs> yes. Bad quarterback. Fantastic for fantasy, but Cam Newton's fifty nine point six. Right. 
Do you remember that time back on the fantasy show where I spent four weeks arguing that Cam Newton was going to be a bust and he threw for over 400 yards every game? For about, yeah, for a few weeks. Yeah, and that then, was embarrassing. Yeah. Then I hopped on board and things kind of leveled crashed. off. Yeah. Once you get on board, you're done. Yeah. Sorry. Ryan, Fi- Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, we know how you feel about him because you think you Six- look like him. I don't think I know. Oh, all right. 60.3. Yeah. Right. Yeah, maybe so. Nobody accused Ryan Fitzpatrick of being the next freaking Johnny Unitas. Get off my <laughs> Pretty much any time Briggs says anything. He's very Chris. angry. You, you have a visceral reaction to this. But he's still better. Well, yeah. Percentage-wise, you know, and well, Ryan Fitzpatrick that. is vilified everywhere. Yeah. I like him. Well, we do because we're odd. Yeah. So, if you were to guess, Tony Bridgewater... Tony Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. What? <laughs> Jason Jason Allen. I'm really Tony glad Bridgewater. this isn't on the actual show. This belongs on the the, the B show. The B talent's running the B show here. I mean, it's. I, I don't think so. I mean, I'm doing everything I can as C. B talent to hold this thing together. Yeah, if you're holding it together, we're in big trouble. Teddy. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy. Not his brother Tony. No, <laughs> or Jason Man, Allen. <laughs> I really hope he has a brother named that. Uh, so, what do you over Colin Kaepernick per, completion percentage? You think? Uh, I'm not real sure because Teddy Bridgewater is such a um, small portfolio. Sample I'd say size? he's probably 58, 59, probably about the same. You would think, right? Right. Nope. 65.2. There you go. You know, which is why we took Teddy over Colin Kaepernick and not Tony. Unfortunately, <laughs> when you Google Tony Bridgewater, you just get Teddy Bridgewater as results. I was hoping to have a good Tony Bridgewater story. Bummer. I got nothing. So my brain is tapped into Google. Yeah, apparently. Or you're De- an idiot. So <laughs> both. Derek Carr. Yes. 64.0. Right. This. Like, just goes back to what you're saying. Like, anybody that is currently starting in the NFL, even looking at Colin Kaepernick at his quote-unquote peak, still, in theory, a better overall quarterback. Jason Allen is a former American football cornerback drafted by the Miami Dolphins, 16th overall in 2006. He played college football at Tennessee – also played for the Houston Texans and Cincinnati Bengals. So I will take Colin Kaepernick over Jason Allen in a quarterback competition. Still? Yeah, over Jason, yeah. yeah. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I wonder who has more interceptions. Like? Thrown versus? Caught. Caught. Well, I don't think Kaepernick has. Now you're going to make me look up Jason <laughs> Allen. Stuff. I am never going to eat my effing lasagna, am I? No. Now i got to Google this again. Jason Allen... They can wait. This is bonus time. Uh, And they're paying for it. Well, this is free. Yeah, for right now it's free. Yeah. So another one that I did real quick. um, The first, I think it was five years. Fifteen interceptions. I don't think there's anybody you can mention that I would take Kaepernick over. No. If they're in the league. At the peak of in that one great year, probably the year following, the overreaction, because we all had it. 
right before he kind of came back to earth. Yeah. Th- this but, might be fair. Okay. But, th- but th- it's the pandering I can't get back. But, it, so, it, but it's kind of like taking some Roger Staubach year and saying, okay, we're taking this year. Right. You know, you can't do yeah. that now. I mean, I don't want to sit here and argue for the integrity of a stupid video game. Right. Like, like I care about that. But <laughs> Yeah, who brought this up anyway? That'd be me. Okay. And I'm okay with it. Uh, he got the anger out I mean, of you I that he wanted. I mean, I was very, very upset that Mike Sexton more. passed away, he, and he's worried about a video He game. wanted you to start shaking your cane, and you gave him exactly what you Get what he wanted. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's all you need. I was lawn. really hoping for an eye twitch. I'm not going to lie. Eh. Nah. That's from, uh, you know, Revenge of the Pink Panther. <laughs> Unofficially referenced. That, so you're, you're lost. The cartoon? No. I saw the cartoon. Did that I? was a great cartoon. That was Did the I? great. I mean, that was a superb cartoon. I kind of found it boring. Really? I need talking. I need dialogue. You like Bugs Bunny, though, right? Yeah. And, and all the, the Tweety Pies and the Foghorn Leghorn. Foghorn Leghorn was my guy. He was my favorite. Him and Yosemite Sam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. The, but no, I think Foghorn Leghorn was my number one. That's my guy. Did you know Mel Blanc was a, was a voice characterizations of all those characters? I did not. Don't they do that on the? Is it The Simpsons? They do that too. No, there's a whole. Yeah, there is a whole. Cast. Or is it South Park? One South, of them. Another South one. They Mel Blanc was all of those Warner Brother voices. All of them. Speaking of great cartoons, did you see Beavis and Buttheads coming back? I saw um, that. Not, I love it. I haven't I'm, essentially needed these pants since then. I am not. No. Oh, are you too cool for Beavis and Butthead? See, this is what you get. No, you no, let no, this no. Hip, yeah. hipster in here. Yeah. No, oh, it's Jokes 20- aren't funny. Oh, God. No, that's the problem. It's 2020. They're not going to be funny. They Why? Will be to because me. you're woke now? Or what? <laughs> no, because they're not going to go for that, like, edgy, fun stuff Well, anymore. if they don't, then then boo on them. I mean, then then I'll agree with yeah, you. I don't can't but have a woke they... Beavis and Butthead. Right, and that's what it's going to be because it's... But I don't know, they never did. I guess... Can you still get away with sexism in comedy? Um, Obviously, there's no race, but they never did anything. You should be able to get away with anything. In comedy, you should, but you can't now. Do you remember the infamous episode where they were like, (laughs) fire, fire? Yeah. And was it the brother lit his sister on fire? And like from there forward, they were like, you you can't say the word fire. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And that was back in 1996. Seven, maybe? Yeah. I mean, the whole goal was just to score. Uh, all they need to do, <laughs> you forget all the background. That always sucked anyhow. Give me 30 minutes of them sitting around watching music videos. Yeah. That's all I need. That that was the show. That was fun. Like, I thought the movie kind of sucked. Yeah, it wasn't that great. Yeah, just sit around, watch the videos. That's funny. And make comments. Can I eat lasagna now? Um. Okay. I feel like I have to play an outro. Though. Wait, we can't. I oh, got you. For God's sake! Oh, you got something? Yeah, I got. Oh, the, here comes that fun part where the producer of a radio show holds up his iPhone to a microphone, right? You don't want me to do that? Yeah, go ahead. What's the matter? Nobody's listening to this shit anyhow. Well, I was going to say th- this is just to peel back the curtains, and this is going to be our new outro. I can't believe we re- made that big reveal here tonight. I think it's high time we do. The table's almost done. Almost done. Yeah. 15 cuts later. (laughs) And it was glued 
and stapled back together. Is there a hangy down thing? Oh, yeah, we got a good hangy down. Is this going to be our intro or outro? The outro is going to rotate, but the intro is going to stay the same. All right. This is from uh, Rival Lovers. So is this going to be the intro, or is this just from the guy who's going to be the guy for the intro? This is tonight's outro. Oh. That's all we need to know. I'm confusing. Can I hit stop record Yes. You can do whatever you want. I still feel I can't turn off the microphone without saying, until next time, we'll see you. Take care. Hell yeah.